0: Welcome to an audio stream from San Marino Community Church, featuring our own pastoral staff and various guest speakers. Two scripture lessons today, the first from the gospel according to Matthew. Let us hear God's word. Then the Pharisees went and plotted to entrap him in what he said. So they sent their disciples to him, along with the Herodians, saying, Teacher, we know that you are sincere, and teach the way of God in accordance with truth, and show deference to no one, for you do not regard people with partiality. Tell us, then, what you think. Is it lawful to pay taxes to the emperor or not? But Jesus, aware of their malice, said, Why are you putting me to the test, you hypocrites? Show me the coin used for the tax. And they brought him a denarius. Then he said to them, Whose head is this, and whose title? They answered, The emperor's. Then he said to them, Give, therefore, to the emperor the things that are the emperor's, and to God the things that are God's. And if you will permit me, let me quote that same verse in the authorized version with which most of us are familiar. Render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. Today's second lesson is taken from Paul's letter to the church at Rome. Let us hear God's Word. Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God. And those authorities that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists authority resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Do you wish to have no fear of the authority? Then do what is good, and you will receive its approval, for it is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, you should be afraid, for the authority does not bear the sword in vain. It is the servant of God to execute wrath on the wrongdoer. Therefore, one must be subject, Not only because of wrath, but also because of conscience. For the same reason, you also pay taxes. For the authorities are God's servant, busy with this very thing. Pay to all of them what is due them. Taxes to whom taxes are due. Revenue to whom revenue is due. Respect to whom respect is due. Honor to whom honor is due. This is the Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Last month, Carol and I visited some of America's most hallowed ground. Lexington Green, where Minutemen fell mortally wounded. The old North Bridge, Concord, where the shot was fired heard round the world. Faneuil Hall, Paul Revere's home, Old North Church. We celebrate these sites because they are the foundation, the bedrock for our independence. What we may forget is that there were many, many people in the colonies at that time who did not take up arms because to them... Our revolution was nothing short of mutiny, rebellion. No doubt they appealed to Jesus, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's. And to the apostle Paul, let every person be subject to the governing authorities. And since George III was the governing authority, they maintained their allegiance to the British crown. So, did the Minutemen and the signers of the Declaration of Independence do wrong? Should they have remained loyal to George III? And must we today obey the governing authorities in any and all circumstances? Let's begin where Paul begins government he says government is sanctioned by divine authority he underscores this no fewer than four times in this text verse 1 there is no authority except from god verse 2 therefore whoever resists authority resists what god has appointed verse 4 the authority is god's servant for your good. And verse 6, authorities are God's servants. Nothing could be more plain than that. Government is sanctioned by divine authority. Now, if we lived in the best of all possible worlds, there would be no need for legislators and laws, no need for police and prosecutors. No need for speed limits and, and radar guns. The fact is, we do not live in the best of all possible worlds. Three weeks ago today, Stephen Paddock killed 58 people and wounded over 500 in Las Vegas. And that was not the only mass shootings that week in the United States of America. You know know the numbers, you know the statistics. In the first nine months of 2017, there have been 263 mass shootings in this country. A mass shooting is defined by the Congressional Research Agency as the killing of more than four people in a public place, 273 mass shootings in the first nine months, an average of seven per week, one per day. Moreover, 135,000 students have witnessed a shooting at their school. Ample proof that far from living in the best of all possible worlds, we live in a broken world. And Because we live in a broken world, God has given governments authority to hold history together, however precariously. To curb violence, however partially. And to protect life however, imperfectly. And for those reasons, we must render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's. But does that mean that the authorities can do whatever they please? Has God given to presidents and parliaments carte blanche in human affairs? Eighty years ago, The German church said yes to that question when Adolf Hitler came to power. If Hitler is our chancellor, they said, God has willed it, and we must render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's. And within ten years, six million Jews were herded to their deaths, and the world was dragged to the abyss." So when Paul commands, let every person be subject to the governing authorities, does he include Hitler, Stalin, Kim Jong-un, Bashar al-Assad? Paul answers that question in verses 3 and 4. Listen again. Rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Do you wish to have no fear of the authority? Then do what is good, and you will receive its approval, for it is God's servant for your good. But if you do what is wrong, you should be afraid, for the authority does not bear the sword in vain. It is the servant of God to execute wrath on the wrongdoer. In other words, government's role, its primary role, is to maintain justice, to adjudicate between right and wrong, and then to bring the wrongdoers to account. We hear a lot about law and order these days, but if we take our cue from the Bible, law and order are not enough. Adolf Hitler maintained law and order in the Third Reich, but would anyone claim that Hitler was God's servant? Joseph Stalin kept law and order in the Soviet Union, but would anyone allege that the KGB was instituted of God? No, because there was, while there was law and order in those regimes, there was very little justice. And because there was so little justice, Law and order could only be enforced by concentration camps, gulags, terror, and death. One German writer put it this way, Hitler's government punished the good and rewarded the evil, and therefore reversed its God-given mandate. And by reversing that mandate, it ceased to be an authority instituted by God. On October 19, 1945, the German church issued what they called the Stuttgart Declaration of Guilt. In it, they admitted that Hitler could never have perpetrated its crimes against humanity had the church taken more seriously its duty to resist injustice. Through us, says that declaration, through us, the church. Infinite wrong was brought over many peoples and countries. So then from the biblical perspective, the function of government is not simply to give us law and order, but to give us order based on just laws, laws that reward the good and punish the evil, laws that honor the dignity and rights of all human beings. Laws, in other words, that are just laws. So then, government is sanctioned by divine authority. Government's role is to maintain justice. Thirdly, government requires our active participation. That's especially true here here in America where we are the government. If Paul could call upon Christians in his day to honor Nero and his government, where people had so little power, we of all people must take seriously our obligation to participate actively in our government and when events dictate, to call our authorities to account. We owe that to our, to our government because the government, as Abraham Lincoln put it, is of the people, by the people, and for the people." Speaking of the Declaration of Independence, Bishop Bromley Oxnum several years ago gave the annual Memorial Day Address at Gettysburg National Monument. He thought he had done a pretty good job, especially when he ended his speech by quoting the Gettysburg Address until an old man came up to him at the end and said, Son, you made an awful mess of Lincoln's speech. Well, Oxen protested. He said, Look, here are my notes. I'm sure I got it right. Oh, I don't need your notes, the man said. I know it by heart. You see, I was there. I heard it the first time around. So Oxnum asked how his recitation differed from Lincoln's. The man replied, Abe put his hands over the people like a benediction when he said that the government of the people, by the people, and for the people, should not perish from the earth. Son, you emphasized government. Lincoln talked about people. People. When we pledge allegiance to that flag, we promise to pursue liberty and justice for all people. So, what does it mean to render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's? It means that we will pray for our nation and for its leaders. It means that we will protest, when necessary, our nation's injustices. And it means, above all, that we will participate in making our nation all that it was intended to be, one nation under God indivisible, with liberty and justice for all.